Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The Hammer and Nigel Show. We are rolling on a Wednesday. Having a good time with you guys today. My name is Jason Hammer. Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish, filling in for Big Nige this week. And let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on longtime STEM educator. Uh, was faculty member here in Indy. And now he's the investigative reporter for the Daily Signal, Tony Kennett. It seems like it was only yesterday that the Democrats were pretty fired up about the gubernatorial launch of McCormick. And the theory was she was going to get all the teachers, all the moms, all the women. Here come the donations. Here comes all the attention. It seems like there hasn't been a lot of buzz for her launch. Am I alone in thinking that, Tony? No, not at all. In fact, there are a lot of uh, so there's kind of a trend among Midwestern politicians, especially in which you will go as you campaign to a lot of various neighborhood restaurants around the state. And you'll take pictures. I'm at Joe and Jim's diner over in Kokomo. and We love it here. Of course, you just learned that that diner existed that morning. But, you know, it's supposed to, you know, generate some excitement. And apparently she when she visits anywhere at all, no one knows who she is. Fewer people care. And uh, I I guess this is just humorous to me. Uh, She's not even getting a warm welcome in her home county of Henry County, which is where I'm from. So if she can't get even her own Henry County home area to get behind her, how on earth is she going to have any prayer of surviving in the general? Hey, Tony, it's Jerry. Hey, so speaking of McCormick, about the only thing that I've seen her do is send out tweets that really get no traction at all either. She, it's almost like she's running a, uh, a social media campaign. Well, I mean, that's the weird part. And they're not like good tweets either. They're not hard hitting like journalism, like releases or analyses or promises to future Hoosiers. They're like pictures of her jogging along 400 North. And it's like, I'm out jogging today. And it's like, aren't you running for governor, though? (laughs) Don't you have have something to do? Now, at the same time, uh, we spent some time earlier with Casey Daniels. She had a long chat with former attorney general, now running for the governor's seat, uh, Curtis Hill. What are you making of the Indiana governor's race right now? Is it Mike Braun and everybody else? Or is this thing going to be close? Uh, at this point, I think it's Braun and Doden. Uh, th- those are the two candidates that I think Doden have. over Crouch. I uh, oh, yeah. Crouch has – if you can find me five people that don't have a net worth of $5 million that w- that are, like, in support and favor of Crouch, uh, I will buy you drinks for one a day for the, for the whole week. No one supports Crouch because, A, no one knows who she is that doesn't work for Eli Lilly. And, number two, she has zero connection value with average Hoosiers. Braun has the name recognition of being a senator and not being Holcomb. And uh, Doden has his investing in small towns ideas and some kind of unique things. Those are, for me talking and people from Indy Airport all the way out to the cornfields of eastern central Indiana, those are the two names that I hear most often. I don't really know what shot Curtis Hill has. I I like him as as an individual, um, but I just don't know if joining this late in the race – at least for primary season, is going to do much. 
Yeah, he's he's coming in a little bit late. Do you do you think that this is a situation where Braun basically just needs to just relax and not ruin it for himself? Because I, I see Doden's definitely picking up steam, at least online. He he's got a young base and young Republicans and doing all these di- different events everywhere, and it seems like uh, like Braun's just kind of hanging out and just just waiting. So, Jerry, you and I have talked about this quite extensively. The old form of winning elections the way that Republicans have won elections since 1955 is dying. Knocking on doors and raising local money and and doing that kind of regular old-fashioned, it doesn't work anymore. However... <laughs> I love you turned into Gomer Pyle while you were you reciting like, that. Hey, that was fantastic. Hey, you going to go door-knocking with me? Citizens are <laughs> But no, that kind of old style is, is lingering in only a few states. Indiana is one of the states that this might be one of the last electoral cycles where that ancient style of knocking on doors wins. Um, Most states that Republicans have majorities do not use those tactics now because they don't work. So I think Braun might be able to squeak out one last traditional victory, uh, but Doden is changing his campaign more readily with the time. So my prediction right now is don't count anyone out, but Braun definitely has the lead. Tony Kennett joining us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. You sent me a text (laughs) earlier today, and some people always say LOL in a response. I legitimately laughed out loud when you sent me this. Quote, can we please talk about the stupid ass tweet from Randy Weingarten? So with that being said, Tony, the floor is yours. So Randy Weingarten decided to get up on her high horse, uh, which is impressive because she's short and very uncoordinated. Right. Now, real quick, let me jump in. For those who don't know, Randy Weingarten is the big face of the teachers union in this country and also unofficially the winner of the Joe Namath lookalike contest. (laughs) She's also been appointed to the Department of Homeland Security's Child Safety uh, Committee. So that's... uh, also something that should be noted. This is supposed to be someone who deeply cares about education and about children and all this stuff. And uh, she's also the one who is responsible largely, uh, according to emails between her office and the, the Center for Disease Control, for keeping public schools closed uh, about 12 and a half to 13 months longer than even most Democrats were suggesting. She's the one who kept kids locked up during COVID. This was Randy Weingarten's brainchild. She released a tweet in which she cited an article claiming that uh, there are all of these urban areas that that are book deserts. No <laughs> one can get books. Kids are just sitting at home licking walls. A and, book and it's desert. All mean Republicans' fault. Okay. So from the people who brought you the food desert, they're now bringing you the book desert. Yeah, because, you know, library cards aren't free or anything. And also, (laughs) we all don't have phones and devices that can download library books and other books. And, of course, books have never been cheaper than they are now. And, of course, Randy Weingarten was the one who wanted to keep kids out of schools where they have books and school libraries. So, um I feel like we definitely had less access back in the 90s, right? Like, you had to download your book. The You either had to go to the, the library and pull, look through the 30-book the encyclopedia, right? Or you had to take it home and download it onto your computer, right? Well, Best case a, scenario. That's the, weird, that's the weird part now is that there are actually apps. There's one called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, in which you can put in the number on your library card and have complete digital access to your entire library. I have the Indianapolis Public Library and the uh, Hamlet, or excuse me, the Hancock County Library on mine. 
I, there's no excuse to not have books. It's just gaslighting. It, typical teacher union behavior. The whole book banning thing is gaslighting. Like, I was watching a summer league basketball game the other day. The Pacers are playing the summer league out in Las Vegas. I'm watching the game. Former Pacer Sam Perkins is in the crowd, and he's got a shirt on that says, Read Banned Books. And he posts it on social media, and everybody's, Oh, great! Great, great message. Like, there's a part of me that wants to respond to the big smooth here. Do you like child porn? Because that's basically what that T-shirt says, right? The question that I have is, uh, you ever notice how there's nothing written on the back of those shirts? Because if I was going to say read banned books, I might actually put on the back of the shirt some of the books that are supposedly banned. Uh, and shocker, no books are banned. Go to Barnes & Noble and pick up Gender Queer if you really want to read it. You know, go to Books A Million and get you a copy of Anti-Racist Baby. Just because I, as the taxpayer, am not paying for some kid to read about anal sex in his fourth grade school library does not mean the book is banned. Unlike California, which actually banned To Kill a Mockingbird back in 2018 because they said it was too racist. Tony Kennett of The Daily Signal with us. So I think we've reached peak woke with this picture that you sent me of a drink menu. Where was this from? Where was this formerly Moscow Mule from? And what is it called now? So uh, at the Dubliner, which is an Irish pub in Washington, D.C., I'm half Irish, and so I like going to Irish pubs, you know, get a little bit of that heritage in there, the good ones, the authentic ones. And the Dubliner, right down near the Capitol, is one. And I was sitting with my managing editor the other night. I'm looking through the, the drink menu as we're chatting, and and where there should be a Moscow mule, they now have the Kiev mule. Oh, come on. The come on. same recipe. It's the exact same recipe <laughs> as a Moscow mule. Only it's it's the Kiev mule now because it's it's like uh, in World War One we didn't have sauerkraut it was victory cabbage and uh, <laughs> afterwards after nine eleven McDonald's re- renamed them Freedom Fries Freedom Fries I totally forgot yeah. about the Freedom Fries I think so I need to make some calls now. <laughs> I think I need to make some calls because the Cuba Libre might be in a little bit of trouble <laughs> I'm this just, is ridiculous. I'm, I'm just, they didn't even spell. So one of the big things about the U- Ukrainian-Russian war is that apparently we've been saying Kiev wrong, including people from Ukraine. They've been saying it wrong for like 30 years, and it's actually Kiev, and it's spelled with like 18 Ys and Vs after the K. <laughs> but, you know, while these people at the Dubliner were virtue signaling, they forgot to spell it the new modern Russian way. So I don't know if it's somehow some secret backhanded insult or whoever, whatever college girl wrote the menu is just stupid. Got about a minute left here. Um, You were in Philly recently, and you were telling me that this Philadelphia woman wearing an Antifa button thought you were a teacher and gave you some graphic novel to sneak into a classroom or something. What was that? Uh, So this this Antifa chick gives me a book uh, at this table. Now, how do you know she was officially Antifa? Was Was there a button? Was that it? Well, she had a button, and then also uh, with her social media that I found later, she claims to be a member of the, the Philadelphia chapter of Antifa. Okay. 
So she gives me a, a book on from this table of books and says, these are all banned books. You got to get one to sneak it into your classroom. And I said, all right, what's the, which one's the most banned? She hands me this, this book called drama and it's a glorified comic book. It is 233 pages of nothing. It is so mind numbingly boring. I wanted to stab my eyes out with scissors and then beat those eyes with that book. I was just forced <laughs> to read. It was horrible. Literally some adult woman fantasizing about a girl who has a crush on three dudes who come out as gay. That's the book. And I asked all of the Moms for Liberty ladies, I'm like, man, have you guys heard about this book? Is this banned anywhere? And they're like, I've never heard of this book in my life. So there you go. What would happen if you walked around Philly with a Moms of Liberty t-shirt? Moms Demand Liberty t-shirt. Well, uh, you had several moms that were attacked while they were in Philadelphia. Uh, the Museum of the American Revolution was uh, had windows smashed and plaques spray painted because they dared to hold an event from them. Um, but if you ran into working class people, not the college progressive elite, they would probably shake your hand, as a lot of Moms for Liberty people found out. Those who actually worked in the hotels doing a lot of the cleaning and maintenance, they loved having them there. What are you working on at the Daily Signal? Uh, let's just say that there's going to be some uh, fires in the Arizona capital in Phoenix here pretty soon. It's uh, it's not going to be pretty. There's a state superintendent who may have done some stinky things. Oh, I love a good tease. You filthy tease, you. Tony well, you Kennett of The Daily Signal. Tonus, we'll talk again next week. Sounds good. Take care, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.